Hey y'all, it's Ashley and Shantavia, and this, this is Obedience Podcast. So guys, we'd like to welcome you guys again to another fellowship time. We have a very special guest, Miss Rosalind Renee from Therapy as a Christian Podcast. Now, look, we've referenced her a few times on the podcast, so if you have not tuned in and subscribed to her channel, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you're ashamed of yourself. Right. You ashamed. Same on yourself. <laughs> but we have Miss Rosalind Renee, and she's joining us in a fellowship time. So, so thank you so much for coming, Rosalind. Hey, girl. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Um, like I was telling Ashley Shantavia, this is like my second time being on someone else's podcast. So I am so excited and they talk a lot um, because I, it's so good to be on the other side of having to interview people and talk to people. So I am extremely excited to be here. So, hey, everyone. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> excited to have you on I was extremely excited when we got the invitation to for you to be on our show so welcome you are welcome, welcome. yeah thank Ashley you told me I was like oh my gosh what is wrong I thought something happened I thought she didn't make it home safe <laughs> the ends <laughs> girl so I'll tell y'all what happened so I was um, so as I've been prepping for maternity leave, like I know that I want to do more collaborations with people. And I was like, well, girl, you can't be asking everybody to be on your show. You don't never go on nobody else's show. And so I remember Ashley, cause I know you had joined my time with God challenge. Um, and I was just like, Ashley has a podcast. Let me just ask her because for one, for those of you that don't know and don't know podcasting, <clears throat> excuse me, coming up with content can sometimes just be challenging and so having like other lenses of people to come on your show and just talk about stuff frees your mind frees you up and so I was like absolutely I am a chatterbox Ashley has a podcast let me just ask her if she'd be open to me being on the show and so I was really excited to um God put that on my heart to ask you so I wanted to definitely just like go ahead and do that where our door is always open, so. Always. Amen, sis. The door <laughs> of the church are always open. Amen, okay. <laughs> so, let's not delay. Let's go ahead and jump into these questions. Recently, I've experienced what I would consider church hurt. And I think that I more so experienced it because it was from a friendship standpoint. And I experienced it more so because of expectations that I had out of a friendship that that person probably had no idea I expected. And so I put all of this on them. And so when I received what I received, they had no idea that they were hurting me necessarily. And it did take a conversation of us having with each other for her to break down like, hey, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Or I wasn't saying this, but it was because of expectations that I put on her that she had no idea about. And so because of these expectations, I automatically went to, um, you're judging me, you're doing this, you're doing that. So um, I don't want to talk to you anymore, you know? So I wanted to see, like, from, from you guys' standpoint, have you ever experienced church hurt? And I didn't really experience church hurt from, like, people in my church prior um, to this experience, I guess because I was like, you know, I just stayed in my lane. I was quiet. I just stood back. 
But I think now that I'm moving more into the light and, you know, more eyes are on me, it will become something that happens. And so I just want to know how to deal with that. Because I know at one point, um, Ashley probably doesn't notice. I was like, I don't feel comfortable saying anything on a podcast anymore. And I had like just shit down. Um, so I wanted to see like, had you guys ever experienced something like that, especially being vocal with many people and how do you overcome it if you have? Chart chart, yes. But I also think that there's also a combination of um, me being literally unapologetic about what I speak about, which is a whole nother story. Church chart, yes. Um, there was a time when I was very, um, I was probably like my early 20s. Um, there was this lady who I considered to be a spiritual mom um, who I got really attached to. And I ended up going to their church. Um, and church charts can be on different layers. I know people experience church chart in um, like with their pastor or people that are around them in the church or things of that nature. So to give a full definition, the church chart would take a long time. But I had got very close to this lady at my church. Um, she worked with me and then I ended up joining her church. And um, I got extremely close to her. And during the time of our relationship, what I realized now was that I was so young and naive and very um, spiritually just wanted God. And I didn't. I wouldn't have just, I was just like searching again, like that, that adult coming to that adult relationship. It's a long story short. She, um, I heard her talk about God and it was like the first time I ever really heard someone besides my mom, like talk about him in that way. It made me feel good. And she would say, Oh, you're going to be so amazing. You, you know, she talked about like how gifted I was and all of this kind of stuff and really kind of started like cultivating that. And so for me, it was affirmation because I didn't know, like, I needed that spiritually. I didn't know, like, I needed to know I was gifted. I needed to know I had purpose. I needed to know those things on a very personal level. But she became like God to me. Like, everything that I was going through, I told her about. Everything I needed to know about what God was saying, I told her about. And she, like, always had a word from the Lord about for for me. And so I was like, she's right. Everything she says is right. Everything she talks about is from God. Like, I don't care. I think I was like 22 or 23 at the time. And, um, and being very fully transparent, I remember um, at the time me and my husband were dating and we had not been intimate. I think we had been together for like a year or something of that nature. And um, to give full disclosure, we have had been intimate outside of when we were we were married um and so i all there was so much shame attached to um sex outside of marriage for me that i always loathed talking about it um because it's such a very sensitive topic and celibacy is like very sensitive and stuff so i try never to go into that lane because i i'm not the person that was a little bit before marriage i will just say um but in talking about that i brought that up to her and said hey we were intimate this is how i feel about it i don't know and immediately our relationship shifted she basically told me you don't need to be with him he's not the man for you 
like all kinds of stuff. And you're not going to, you're not fulfilling God's purpose. And because you're so focused on this relationship, all these things. And so I became very insecure, even in my dating relationship, because it was like, I love this guy though. Like, what do you mean? I don't need to be with him. Like that just kind of confused me. And so I um, ended up like being very conflicted with God. I'm like, well, you sent this person to me. I don't feel any way about him. But why is this one thing like completely make him negative? Like, I don't understand. And so um, we went, me and her kind of went through a time where I was like, well, what do I need to do? Because I, I don't want God, I don't want to not fulfill God's purpose. That was when I was trying to apply for the Peace Corps. So she was like, you should do that. That would be so amazing. But it, uh, it would cause me to move on the other side of the world with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. So again, it became this thing of you're not doing what God's called you to do because you're so focused on this relationship, all this stuff. So anyway, she ended up becoming sick and it caused us to break in communication. Um, And I was telling my mom about all the things and my mom was just like, "Why, why would you let somebody tell you that you're not fulfilling God's purpose because of this and this and this and this? And she was like, what has God told you? And I said, I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know. And I'm giving a very, very short synopsis of it. Um, I ended up breaking up with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, for like two days. And it, and I remember when I broke up with him, my spirit felt broken. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, then we ended up getting back together because he was just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. What's wrong with you, girl? And I remember just realizing now out of the relationship that she became an idol. She became every, every single thing she said was right. Every single thing she did. I never went to God about none of this. Never went to God about any of it. And I, and I was so broken by that relationship that I was, that I was, there was the time when I actually left church and I said, I got to find God for myself because this don't feel right. Um, and what God showed me was that I made her an idol. I relied too much on her and never came to him. Um, about my relationship, I just had so much rejection, um, that I wanted God to be pleased so bad. I was willing to sacrifice everything, but I always asked God for signs of whether or not I should stay with my husband. This is very like open. Um, he knows this, of course. God will always send me signs like to stay. Always. Like, I mean, there would be things that would happen. I was just like, but I don't feel like I'm fulfilling your purpose being with him. Like, those are the things that were planted in my head. And he always sent a sign like, you need to stay in this relationship. Um, and then, of course, we got married. And so I think the way I dealt with that was counseling. Um, but time, truly time. And truly, like, building my own relationship with God because it helped me to see that God is God, period. No one else is God. God is God. But that I also can't – I have to – everything that someone tells me, you got to take that back to the Father and filter it through him and his word. Everything somebody says to me about me, I need to know who I am first. So that's why I'm so big on boundaries. Nobody else could give me – like, if somebody gives me a prophecy or something, 
I'm taking that and I'm filtering it back through him because I've had people tell me things that I'm like, well, I didn't know he was, he, that was going to happen or he told me that. And I'm like waiting on this to happen. And I'm like, me doing just go filter this through God. And God's like, no, no, no child. And, and, and so I think that I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit in me trust um my identity but i don't know my identity until i discover it with the lord um and and heal from those relationships time time heals and especially with church hurt church hurt can become so serious for people spiritually that they literally leave god and so i always say like find somebody that's that's a, a holy spirit led counselor that can talk you through what that was like because it can, it can, we can feel so shamed from God based off other people's opinion of him or other people's perspective of what we should do. And God doesn't shame us. God will correct us and he'll convict us, but he's not going to shame us. He's more so asking what happened. When Adam and Eve were ate from the tree, the first thing God said was, who told you that? Who said this to you? Uh, he was like asking him, where are you? Like, I want to know you. I want to be in so communion with you because I want to know what's going on. But because you weren't honest with me because of this, he and Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. Like they were in this blame game. He cursed them. And God is just wanting us to be honest with him. He's just wanting us to be transparent. And so I think when we take that perspective of the father, instead of this shame of you're doomed to this because of whatever. If you struggle with pornography, you're still God's child. If you struggle with masturbation, you're still God's child. If you struggle with sex outside of marriage, you're still God's drinking, smoking, all those things. Homosexuality, you're still God's child. If you struggle with jealousy, insecurity, comparison, you're still the father's child. I don't care what it is. It doesn't separate you from him. The Bible says nothing separates for us from the love of God. It even says, and I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. It even says no thing created separates us from him. So if that's the case, and that's what the words is, how can then my one sin make me doomed away from him? Then there would have been no point of Jesus coming. Peter cutting off the people's ear or, and then denying Jesus. And Jesus literally said on this, place you will be the one you will be the one peter so then how is my one sin supposed to separate me from my father that doesn't make sense and so church hurt really can dig deep into people's spirits because there's no one understanding of the foundation of god this is why we have to read the bible and understanding god's character god doesn't shame us period so and one more thing to add, it's a hard concept to understand. Like we hear this, even as I'm talking, I know people are like, man, that's true. Like, oh, wow. But because this has been so ingrained in us, mm-hmm. if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, that it's so hard to accept and believe, but it starts by hearing it. And it starts by knowing that God truly, genuinely in the depths of his soul, you know, whoever, you know, I can't say, but the son of the son, I don't know, but he loves us. And at the end of the day, that's literally the foundation of who he is. So 
I understand you saying like it's hard because I've gotten on the podcast before and, you know, say, you know, sin doesn't separate us from God. We should run to God when we sin. And I still will run away. Like, mm, I don't need quiet time today. He's he's upset with me. I don't need to read the Bible. I'm not going to hear anything. So I'm not going to read. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to that, that view of God as a punisher and him not being father. Um, I was the same way I would run away from him forever. I remember there would be times I I would literally sit on the couch and cross my arms like I'm not talking to you today. Like I'm not doing it because you are upset. And I just would feel the love of God like what wh- who told you that I'm gonna say what you girl? Like, calm down. And that is such a like I realized that recently that there's so many people that I wasn't the only one that struggled with God feeling like God was angry with me. It it just became, that was the root issue of like what I thought is that he was so angry with me. And it's like, I love you so much that like my anger towards you is not even in, like, not even here. You need to know how much I love you. You're my girl. Why would I be so angry with issues to where I wouldn't want you to talk to me? It's so overwhelming the 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 way that he loves us and why he loves us. I'm just like me, like you call me your child, girl. This uh, man, like your child. I am in. Then I get the inheritance of you. What (laughs) you call me, baby? Once you get that mindset, it changed it. It's a, it's a game changer. And like, the way to get the mindset is to heal. Yes. That's key. To heal first. You have to. It, it's so necessary. And I wish that so many people would get that mindset. You have to heal. Because I really think that's the cause of a lot of church hurt. And you have people not healing. And also people's perception of who God is you're blaming me you're chastising me you are trying to judge me because of what you think of who you think God is and I think for me it was so much so it was me trying to please like it was kind of like Rosalind's example I was trying to please the person who was my mentor or my pastor or whoever that was like oh I'm just doing great you know and the moment I messed up, they were just like, you know, this isn't right. You know, you should be punished for it. And I had the idea of going into Christianity, starting off like, oh, I had to be perfect. The thing of perfection. Who told me that, girl? Who told me that I had to be perfect? And, and I think that was the root cause of it because I was just like, this, this ain't the life. And then... I mean, why did Jesus come? Jesus came to give me grace. He knew I was going to mess up. He knows that. And that's why he says that nothing separates us from the love of God. And I can be brought back into his fellowship. Um, And also, I think another cause of it is the expectations that we do put on people. Like you said, we do place people in the place of God. We're misplacing people. Um, and that's why we do have church, church hope, hurt. Um, and that's why we're hurt in life sometimes that we're misplacing people. 
we're putting people in the place of God and we're not putting God as the head of all things. And we're not coming directly directly to him for direction and he gives us his instructions so why not come to him first and i think it's a mindset first we have to shift our mindset of god first we have to place him first in our lives and not other people so i think that's the root cause of church hurt my mind is just running in overdrive right now that's why i don't have anything to say i know i just got so much stuff that i just need to go right and process Right? I feel like I, I had my pen, but I was just like, she's saying so many good things. I'm just going to re-listen to it. I have so many notes right here on my little um, <laughs> sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a lot. It's a lot. Um, and I was thinking when you were saying that, actually, somebody probably asked me, well, how do we put God back in his rightful place? Simply just say, Lord, forgive me mm-hmm. for putting this person in your seat. I put you back in your rightful seat, God. And teach me how to put you first. That's it. We don't realize the quickness and the um, the gift of repentance. Repentance is a gift. Repentance is simply saying and turning away, but it's asking God to forgive you for what has like, what's happened. And when you ask for forgiveness, it, the Bible literally says He is just to forgive. If my kid or my child messes up and says, mommy, I'm so sorry I did this. Will you please forgive me? I'm going to be like, yes, child. Absolutely. (laughs) Versus them ignoring me, not I'm asking them questions and they're just lying or they're not saying anything. I'm going to be like, if you were just open, this would be a whole lot easier. Same thing with when we put... Don't feel like because you put put uh, somebody else in God's seat that you can't ask. The children of Israel did that all the time. He showed that as an example multiple times that people did that. But the beautiful gift is that we have forgiveness through Christ. So we can absolutely, the Bible says we can go boldly. If I can go boldly to your throne in front of you and ask for forgiveness, that means I'm so confident that I know when I ask it from you, you're going to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And the boldness is the part that we get lost at is the fact that we run the other direction mm-hmm. out of, out of honestly sheer shame, mm-hmm. grief, guilt. Like I did this to hurt you, God. I don't, you're so good to me. Why would I do this? Mm-hmm. That we're in this world. There's something that's always going to try to separate us from him. There's something that's always going to try to make us run the other direction. God knows that, which is why he sent Christ and said that this, this, this blood covenant is eternal. So it's not going to just stop when you're 27. It's not going to stop when you're 45. It's not going to stop when you're 50. You're constantly going to be asking for forgiveness. You're constantly going to be learning how to navigate. It's never an arrived moment. I've never arrived. Ashley ain't never arrived. Chantavia ain't never arrived. We're constantly trying to figure this walk out with the Lord. And it's eternal. It's forever. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we understand that part and know that you can boldly, the Bible says boldly, it's not just saying that because it's a fancy word. I'm pretty sure Paul could have came up with another word, but he didn't. He said boldly. Mm-hmm. That means you can absolutely go as soon as. If I feel jealous of a friend, I remember um, 
someone new came into my life and I was like, man, she's boss, man. Like, I am like, look at me. I remember I went to God and I said, Father, you know, it hurts me to say this, but I'm jealous of her. I'm really jealous of her. And I said, please forgive me for being jealous of someone you brought into my life and purged it out of me. And it was like a couple prayers I had to pray, but I could feel the weight of it going away because it's like, it's an understanding of he was showing me like, your lane is your lane. This is their lane. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be jealous of someone else's lane. That's a father because I ran to him instead of being like, oh no, Lord, I'm not jealous. Or no, truly, I was jealous. This I was hating. I was really like, you know, she, you know, she popping. And so it's it's just a perspective shift, but it also takes healing because other people will try to tell you who God is instead of you knowing him for yourself. Mm-hmm. it's such a difference when you know for yourself like can't nobody else tell you that. once you know it for yourself i'll just say that once you know it for yourself and you read it and you had that experience can't nobody tell me that like for your example like when you explain your jealousy i know for myself like in this season of my life for example i know without a shadow of a, shadow of a doubt that he is a comforter I know that he is a friend because, honey, it's been nice. I've been over there sitting on the floor where I just poured out and he was there and he was comforting me and he was the friend and he was talking to me. He was reminding me of his scripture, his God and his word. Can't nobody tell me that sin can separate me from God. Can't nobody tell me that he is not a comforter because I know it for myself now. And that is the father that you guys should, we just hope that you find the relationship with him. We hope that you get in that relationship and it's personal for you and you get to know God for yourself. But I, I really do want you guys, we really do want you guys to experience who God is as a father and not a punisher. We, we hope that you guys get within his word and get to know his character for yourself. It's the personal walk. I was gonna say thank y'all for letting me talk my little life away. Um, I love sharing this type of stuff, um, and I don't always get the opportunity to do so. So I appreciate you all having me on. Asking yeah. such great questions. Mm-hmm. I want to say, um, I don't. This pun is not intended, but I definitely want to thank you for being obedient. And reaching out to Obedience Podcast um, because um, I know you keep saying like you went on these tangents, you talked a lot, but you really helped me and you had no idea what was going on in my life right now. And pretty much everything that you said to me or said to us during this show really ministered to me. Um, it made me see things that I've never seen before. And so, you know, God has a way of working things out. Um, but you know, it is up to the person to be obedient. So I want to thank you for being obedient and reaching out to Ashley and coming on because I just remember like right up to this, it was kind of like dread just because I was like, okay, I got to turn on and I don't feel like I'm on. And every time something like that happens it's always because I'm going to get something good. So I just want to thank you for being obedient. Amen, sis. Amen. Of course. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, one thing about obedience is when it comes to your mind, as minuscule as it may seem, to do it. 
But also the great thing about God is I'm always reminded of this thing that I um, was saying that happened to me in June. I went through a really bad depression period, like following George Floyd's death. Um, but And I was like pregnant, so I was like trying to figure out them emotions, like why am I crying every five minutes? I don't understand this. Um, and what I, I went through a conference and I what I told people was that God gave me a glass of water that I needed. And so I hear that often when people say like, hey, this ministered to me or somebody ministered to me, it was like God handed me a glass of water mm-hmm. like he did at the woman at the, like when Christ was at the woman, met the woman at the well, like this water is eternal. And so we don't realize how much we're craving that. Then when we get it, we're like blown away by mm-hmm. just how much we needed just that refreshment, that it does leave you speechless. It does leave you without words. So understand it amen (laughs) thank y'all so much for having me on i truly appreciate it it is greatly appreciated i know like before i i I pray that we didn't stick to the questions that we would this would be an episode of you know to to reach somebody to really minister to somebody and i'm so glad that holy spirit was up in this thing with us and everything that was said on today i pray that it truly helps somebody in their personal walk with Christ. Um, but yeah, I am full. Yay, me too. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We hope that you enjoyed this topic on today, this fellowship time with Miss Roslyn Renee. Thank you so much for coming. Remember, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Am I missing anything? Listen to us on Apple Music and all other social medias as Obedience Podcast. We love you guys, and as always, be obedient. We'll see you guys next time.